Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach Tip of the Day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thanks very much for joining us today. Uh, my pleasure to introduce our next guest. He is Greg Janes. And Greg is joining us from Plaza Bank here in Irvine, California. Uh, Greg's been on the show before, and we're going to talk about Plaza Bank as a private business bank. So we're going to talk about what's important to the bank uh, and, and your relationship with them as a business owner. Greg, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bill, for having me on. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for joining us again. Tell us a little bit about um, your background, Greg, and then a little bit about Plaza Bank. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've been a business banker for about 15 years, uh, going from the financing equipment to a large sector uh, nationwide bank in the business group. And then I've decided to transition over to a smaller private business bank, uh, really to help my customers. I'm a 50-plus banker. And I think most of the folks I work with are in the 50-plus range. So I think we get the mindset of the 50-plus business owner. And, and thinking from experience, you know, okay, how, what is our exit strategy? Where do we go? What do we, want, uh, what do we want to do personally? And how does that translate to what our clients and customers want to do? And so my background is more consultative. Well, what does it need? What does a business need or a business owner need to grow the business? Where are they at in their cycle? Are they mature? And then the exit strategy in particular uh, for your listeners is the bank that you have working with you in a consultative way to make sure that you've got the capital to continue to grow so that you can get the most value from that business. I found that a lot of uh, business owners in my age space, they start contemplating you know, what they're going to do down the line. They want to maybe sell or, or take that liquidity event or pass it off onto the kids. But if you take your eye off the ball and you have no one to help you and your advisory group to continue the growth of the business, then that is a shortfall. So that's what we try to do here. How important is it, Greg, for someone to communicate with their banker um, early on in the process about what their plans are for the future? I mean, do, do bankers like to hear that I'm, hey, I'm thinking about, you know, selling or exiting or transitioning in a few years? Uh, and uh, if so, what's, what's the general re reaction and how can they help? Yeah, bankers definitely want to know as soon as possible. That's a good that's a good question because we'd like to know two or three years down the road if you've got a succession plan. We'd like to see if you have key men coming in, whether it's a a son or a daughter or part of the management team that's going to be taken over. You know, some of these businesses that we have have sizable lines and term loans out, and we'd like to know how that's going to be addressed as the future comes up. Um, you know, you, you want to look at your lawyer, you want to look at your CPA, and you want to look at your banker for that type of advice and keeping all the wheels churning smoothly while that's happening. You know, if you're looking at making a liquidity event or a sales event down the line, uh, don't take your eye off the ball of sales. Don't take your eye off the ball of, of the management of your engine, which is your business. Yeah, well, I mean, it is important for bankers want to know. I mean, this is I know this seems ridiculous, but they want to know how they're going to get paid back mm -hmm. <laughs> in in yep. every situation. And a lot of times uh, the thought that's given to that is, well, 
we need to know that there's key person insurance if you die, so we get paid back if you die. But uh, a lot of business owners uh, don't plan on going out that way. They plan on going out while they're living, and maybe it's a transition. And so what are some of the key elements or key questions that you might ask someone as a banker if they say, you know, in the next three to five years, there's going to be a change? What, what do you want to know as a banker? Well, we want to know what's your plans for continuity of the business in the next three to five years while you're putting this all together. We want to know, are you going to keep your eye on the ball? Are you going to keep forward-facing and, and keep the sales that, in essence, you've promised the bank to keep at a certain level? Are you, is your management going to stay intact? If you announce to them that you're going to sell in two, three, four, five years, are they all going to leave and go to uh, greener pastures? You know, let's keep these folks in place. How are you going to hand the reins off to them, even if there is a sale? Are they invested in the business with you? Who is going to be responsible for these kinds of things coming down the road? The bank uh, you know, is out there for money with you on a line or a term loan. We want to make sure we get paid back, of course, and made whole. But we want to make sure that we have a good client for the long run. Uh, we want to make sure that the business is sound and steady even after the liquidity event happens. It's, it's, it's better to keep a customer happy than to go out and find a new one, quite honestly. Yeah, and it occurs to me that on the flip side, especially someone like yourself who is well-networked in, in your area with other advisors of all types, you can be a tremendous resource to help them solidify some of these things to, to get that, you know, to get those plans in place or think about growth or thinking about retaining key employees or management. So you can be a great resource at that point too, can't you? That's true. You know, uh, coming from the big bank space where there is a lot of tools in that toolbox, the small community bank or private bank business space, we do a couple things really well. Credit and deposit products, uh, we try to lower their cost if they keep sizable deposits, and we try to give them credit for growing and stable companies where they need that kind of service. On the flip side, we don't offer a lot of the investment advice. So we don't offer a lot of uh, trust advice and those kinds of things. So in a sense, we're bankers like myself are busy, busy, busy networking with those people to try to help our customers with the skill sets that we don't have that can take them to that next level. Okay, you need a you're thinking about selling your business? You want to talk about taxes. How are you going to protect yourself? How are you going to protect the business? You need to get a good CPA or at least a good contract CFO on board. How are you going to keep the business profitable and steady so that you get the best valuation for, for what you want down the road? Um, don't think that, hey, I'm going to sell in five years. I'm just going to take my foot off the pedal uh, and coast to the end game. I, what you should be doing is proactively working with everyone that you've got and work with the people who specialize and know your business. And, and I think that's one of the facets that a small community bank can bring to the table. We have a lot less moving parts. Uh, we have a lot more experience generally in both management and frontline personnel. And we're not here to cross-sell a lot of widgets. We're here to do what we do best and hand you off to the other advisors that do what they do best. That's what we hear from a lot of business owners is that they, they want that boutique relationship but they want they want resources. They want somebody who's plugged in and has resources they can bring to the table. So, what kind of a customer is is a good fit for, say, Plaza Bank? A good customer fit for us, uh, you know, revenue range would be somewhere south of a hundred million dollars in revenue. Um, not a lot of retail locations, and as you can guess, a small bank 
probably doesn't have the resource to take in hard currency or cash. So the retailer or the franchisee or something like that might not be a good fit. What is a good fit is the business that is centralized, that is in the, well, for us in particular, the L.A., Orange County, or even the Nevada market for our Las Vegas office. But any small bank is going to tell you that, you know, we know this space. We know this market. We're connected. We know advisors. We know CPAs. We know legal teams in this area that can help you out. And a good banker or any advisor for that part is going to refer you to two or three um, other folks in a space, let's say a CPA or a contract CFO, that you can take your choose from. You know, if I'm if I see someone that needs a little bit more support on the back shop office of their finance team, their accounting team, I'm going to say, hey, here's a couple of part-time controllers or CFOs that can really come in and right side this thing and really make your business hum on a nice even keel, so that when you do sell it, you're going to get a better valuation. So tell us a little bit about how you network yourself. How do you find other advisors, and, and what do you do to become that resource? Well, uh, just like how I met you. Uh, it was a provisor. It was a good meeting, good group, and you and I spoke. And that's I do a lot of in-person networking. I do a lot of breakfasts. I do a lot of coffee, a lot of lunch, a lot of activities uh, in, at night. Um, in the small bank sector, you, you really do want to be more in touch with the market because you don't have this big uh, group of uh, internal influencers and, refer and referral sources for you. So you do have to get out there and make yourself known. The more you do that, the more you – we are a special group. We do a couple things very well. We're not a good fit for everybody. The better people understand what you do, and that's how I get my business. It's, it's, it's not really a cold-calling game. Yeah, so um, just for listeners that don't know what Provisors is, you mentioned that it's a group of almost 2,000 advisors just in Orange County, San Diego, and, and Inland Empire, and over 4,000 altogether that are, that are mid-level um, CPAs, attorneys, bankers, financial professionals, and they get together to, with the intent of getting to know each other and their specialties so they can really have that referral at their disposal. So it's a great resource. Um, and... Uh, so when, when someone out there is listening, Greg, and they say, you know, maybe I should contact Plaza Bank, um, why should they consider Plaza Bank? Well, the, the main differential on any small bank or Plaza Bank in particular is that we do a few things very well, and we get to know the business. We're a little bit more flexible on our lending platform. We offer a little bit higher deposit rate for those customers who keep uh, operating accounts and savings accounts for their business. We're going to help them lower their costs of doing their banking. Maybe they have a lot of legacy services they don't need. Maybe they're paying for a branch network that they don't need. Um, you know, we really do try to get in and say, okay, what's going to keep your business going or what's going to make it happen so that your business can grow? Are you getting the kind of credit you need? And do you know your banker? Is there a turnover in your group? Are you through a retail group or are you – getting someone different or maybe an assistant all the time. And in the small business space, especially someone like Plaza that is a $1 billion uh, asset-based bank, pretty small bank, you're going to know me, your main contact. You're going to contact me all the time. Uh, you have the opportunity to meet and speak with our president, our CEO, Gene, our chief banking officer, our credit team, uh, anyone you want to talk to. We're all here in the Irvine market. So it's very centralized. It's very accessible. It's not a lot of uh, hierarchy. It's a very flat 
organization, very easy to manage for the small business entrepreneur. So if it's been a while and someone's kind of on the fence and thinking, you know, maybe it's time to review um, my banking relationship or my terms or, or you know, it, it's been a while since I've met. How often do you think that people should be getting together to review this type of stuff? I think people should be in contact with their banker, CPA, and lawyer on a quarterly basis. I mean, I mm-hmm. want to be in contact with my customers on a quarterly basis. I want to make sure their financial health is in order. That doesn't, need, that doesn't mean we need reports all that time. We just want to keep in contact. And if we've done a good job, hopefully we get a referral. If we've done a good job, we've made a, we've made a friend. Um, you know, our goal is to help the community. That's why we're called community banking. So the service element of banking, everybody talks about the service element of banking these days because, let's face it, on the numbers side, you know, they, they, might, they might go a point or a quarter point or a tenth of a point or something like that, but it's on the service side, and that goes well beyond just coming over to pick up your, your deposits or, or to, you know, have a machine on your desk. It goes to looking forward and looking into the future and helping business owners dream, really being a de facto partner with the business, doesn't it? Yeah. I used to say, you know, a bank is a bank is a bank. It's the banker you find at that bank. That's the bank you're going to like and know and love. And while that may be true on, the, on a grander scale, you really should look a little deeper. You, there, you'll find out that there are different levels and different scales of banks. Some are designed for high net worth individuals and the business is a sideline. Some are designed for businesses only and don't really get into the family part or the family planning or estate planning part. So it really behooves someone to investigate the banking network, find out what they want to accomplish, find out what type of services they want, and how deep they want to get involved with the bank. A lot of folks say, you know, I really want that big banking structure, and that's perfectly fine. They, they, they want that accessibility and the convenience. And other folks, especially the high net worth, well-heeled entrepreneur, says, you know what, I really need to know my banker. I want to know what they have to think about my business. I want to know that they're plugged in and network with other people who can help me. I want to know that they're going to be able to introduce me to other people in my space or other people that I can maybe network and, and ask questions about. And I want to know the management team. I want to see what they think. And typically in a small bank space, you're going to see people that have been in banking for 10, 15, 20 years. It's, um, it's a really unique space, and, and I'm really glad to be a part of it. Well, I know from uh, hearing from, you know, within the Provisors group, hearing great things about the type of work that you do and the relationship that you have with your customers. Can you give us a quick uh, kind of a customer example? Uh, Not too long ago, I had a customer that uh, designs and imports um, uh, electronic parts for the iPhone market and the Apple market. Uh, His current bank was saying, hey, we have a $1.2 million line outstanding. We're not happy. Um, it seems like you're really stretching this line to the max, and you're always asking for more. Um, we came in as a referral or after referral from a contract CFO uh, who was in there to right side and make sure that their, their their business was on steady ground. That contract CFO brought me in and said, "Here's the situation with their current bank. Um, the bank is always on them for their growth." And I said, "Wow, that sounds like a perfect customer for us." We came in, met with a customer did a tour of their facility, liked what we saw, liked what we saw, his management style, his aggressive nature. Uh, We liked the fact that there was good cash flow, um, good sustainability, um, and we liked the fact that he was aggressive. So we took that and and termed out part of their existing $1.2 million line with a term loan, 
and doubled his line of credit. And the line of credit we put in place was elastic or is elastic so that when sales and receivables go up, their line of credit goes up. It's, it's really a good story because they were about ready to, you know, if they didn't have the capital, they really didn't know where to go. Luckily, they had the right person in place, and that person found me. That's a great story, and, you know, that's that just goes to show uh, <clears throat> the right relationships, the right professional relationships can create growth and synergy. I mean, you, you might have in your stable of customers for Plaza Bank, you might have someone else that you can introduce them to, but it's it's that awareness and thinking that way. It starts with the thought process. Are, is the is the customer a, a valued client, kind of a, a business partner, or are they just another client, just a number? And that's what happens when you come to a, a, a Plaza Bank or a community bank like Plaza Bank. Um, but especially at Plaza Bank, which what we're talking about, how do our customer or how do our listeners, Greg, get in touch with you at Plaza Bank? Well, thanks for asking. The uh, my email is is G is in Greg James, and that's J A N like Nancy, E is in Edward, S is in Sam, at PlazaBank.com, and uh, my direct office number, which I pick up as much as I can. I don't do 800 numbers. Is nine four nine five zero two. 4310. So that is the fun thing about being, you know, part of a small space. Everything's customized. We take the time to listen. You know, we're really not here to sell widgets. We don't have a bunch of widgets to sell anyway. And what we do, we do well. And I, and I would say that on, you know, if you're out there looking for a bank, investigate all the banks that, are, that you feel comfortable with, the big ones, the regional ones, and the small ones, and find find a fit. Um, especially when you're in that 51 space, find a banker that maybe matching up matches up with you on experience or an age level and that way you can have an honest talk of hey here's what I'm thinking about my kids are in college or about ready to be out of college I'm thinking about an end game what have you got for me what kind of advisors can you throw my way I've been doing this business for you know 15 20 25 years and I really haven't given it much thought what do you think and I'll say you know what that's a great question that many 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 of us are pondering here's a slew of people that I can give to you to talk to and uh, here's a couple networking things you can do, and here's a couple of other business owners that maybe you might want to use as a, as a reference. So it, it's a good it's a good space. It's a it's great input, um, great information for our listeners, Greg. And I want to thank you for coming on and, and talking to our listeners about how they can get more teamwork, more synergy out of working with their banker. Um, and uh, I appreciate you coming on. Hey, join us again some other time soon. And let's talk a little bit deeper about some of the other creative ways that you guys help business owners, will you? I will. Thanks, Bill, for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this. So please stay with us. Does thinking about what will happen to your business if you're gone keep you awake at night? Will you get the price you need from your business to carry you through retirement? The BEI Network of Exit Planning Professionals is the world's leading advisor network with the power to help business owners transition out of business on their own timeline and terms. Ask your most trusted advisor to create a BEI plan for you or visit us at ExitPlanning.com. That's ExitPlanning.com. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com. 
the information station for age 50 plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well planned. We upload new one minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 